welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Writer Show with the International Food, Wine, and Travel Writers Association. We call them IFTWA. It's far easier to say, and I encourage you to go check out their website, especially if you're in the world of tourism and travel writing, photography, blogging. Uh, go to ifwtwa.org. And today we're going on a Philly adventure. We're going to Philadelphia with food, wine, and travel writer Mary Farah, and I encourage you to follow her adventures. Go to her website, Along comes maryblog.com, and she's also uh, started off her series of articles from her trip to uh, Philadelphia. So welcome back, Mary. How are you? Hey, Lisa. It's so good to talk to you. I'm good. Really hey, it's excited good. to talk about Philly. I know. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this, but I know that you were, um, on, you were actually on your way to Delaware and um, coastal Delaware, and we were going to talk about that. And um, they had a little bit of stormy weather, so you're going to go back there, right? So we can still cover this next year. I am. Yes, they were dealing with a really bad tropical storm, and there was no way that we could make that happen. So instead, Coastal Delaware's um, going to be hosting me next September. So I'm really excited to head back to the Philly side and Eastern side, and I'll be there next year. So yeah, we can awesome. follow up about that for sure. Yeah, De- I love Coastal Delaware, and um you know, it's um, it's a beautiful region, and that whole—I think they call it Del Marva—that whole region that Nancy and I have, you know, circled around a little bit. Especially, we were there um, the spring, summer, and um, we've been there also a couple years ago. And so much history. The food—if you love seafood, this is a place. They do have vineyards out there, and um, yeah, just absolutely like when you think that quintessential Del Marva, it is like that it is gorgeous and um a lot of nature and um so yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you to go there and uh, i'm glad that you went to philly too because we've driven through but never had the opportunity you know nancy and i travel full time across this country but never had the time to really go to philadelphia and talk about a city of history that's like huge right um but you know from what i have learned uh, Philadelphia is like a culturally diverse Mecca. So food has got to be like insanely cool there. It was. I, cause as you know, and I've talked about before on the show, I'm gluten free. So whenever I'm in a new area, that's always my number one hope that it'll be very gluten free conscious and have a variety of food. Philadelphia was probably some of the best I've come across, especially their Chinatown. They have one of the oldest in the nation, along with New York, San Fran, and Boston. And the amount of Chinese food that was available to me, especially for my evening at Imai restaurant, it was absolutely incredible. The owner there, Dan So, he himself is gluten-free, so it's really important to him to bring those authentic Chinese recipes to absolutely everyone, whether or not you're following a gluten-free diet. So to be able to try spicy Kung Pao chicken, honey walnut shrimp, and feel more like when I was a kid before I was dealing with the gluten allergy and have such an array of great food, it was incredible. That was some of the best Chinese food I've ever had. 
That's amazing. Um, you know, to hear that, you know, it, I think things are getting better and, but I love that you're able to taste, you know, different cultural flavors too. And, um, I do want to tell everyone you've got a great article about, uh, being, you have a gluten free guide basically to fill it. I do. It came out. Awesome. And we'll link to it in the show notes, everyone. You'll be able to link right over to see it, but it, um, Apparently, cocktails are gluten-free, too, because you've got some fabulous-looking cocktails. They were. Yes, over at the old bar, like you mentioned, the the landmarks and historical history and everything in Philly is everywhere you turn. It's an old building or one of the first buildings in the nation, and that was absolutely incredible. I got to meet up with the Philadelphia Visitors Bureau there at the old bar and have an amazing happy hour. And here again, our server was so knowledgeable about gluten-free. All, basically, all of the happy hour appetizers were even gluten-free. They have a dedicated fryer for French fries. They have their buffalo cauliflower bites. And, of course, we had to pair that with some good-looking um, cocktails. And this, I, have the, I asked the server about what would be good for a tequila girl. And because I, I, I love my tequila and the siesta drink. Let's just say I didn't stop at one. It was ah. so good. Yes, everything was so good there. So for anyone going there looking to really feel immersed in the old city history, definitely check out the old bar. It was so much fun in there. I want to go to the old bar. Just What a cool name, too. It's just like, hey, let's go to the right? old bar. I just, right? Like, it's fun. It just kind of feels like, oh, we sh- we should have been there long. <laughs> we were, I feel like yes. we have to catch up on our on our cocktail time. Like we're we're late. <laughs> Get in there, start having two. But you know, I love tequila too. That's another thing that you and I share. Yeah, a, 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 we uh, tequila. I'm a tequila girl too. In fact, it's been way too long. So this is kind of cruel of you to bring this up, I have to say, oh, on the show. I, Lisa, um, I think you better head to the old bar for that siesta. <laughs> I think we need to go to Philly. Um, I'm excited about this. As a city and, and everyone, the city, uh, the website is visitphilly.com. Um, is it an easy city to navigate as someone who, you know, it's a big city, right? Um, very historic, like you're saying. But um, is it easy to navigate if you, you know, maybe flew fly in or if you uh, drive in, what what do you think um, ease of getting around? It was incredible. I will say if you're not from Philly or the area, personally for me, I did not like the idea of driving it because the city is very busy and had New York City vibes for me. But the ease of getting around with Uber and on foot was really easy for me. They also, I didn't have time to utilize it, but they looked like they had a great subway underground train system. Had I had a little bit more time in town, I was going to start using that as well. But it was so simple for me, for my hotel, to easily navigate the streets. And a lot of them are one way, which was also oddly helpful for me just to know which ways I was going or to remember, oh, okay, that's a north, that's a north-south street. That's not where I need to go. I was really surprised at the ease of me recognizing and knowing where places were within the few days I was there. Really easy to walk around on foot. And then, of course, Uber or ride shares are everywhere. So my personal recommendation would be to utilize that and walking on foot and the subway. 
you know, um, also, I, so you, did you basically able to just kind of walk outside your hotel? Cause when I was looking at where you were oh. staying was, you were oh, in, yeah. in Old Town and that's where I want to go. Um, you were at the historic Independence Park Hotel. Now that, see, now that kind of goes with the old bar. Now I'm feeling like I really need to go. Um, well, you know, it's only three minutes. It's a three-minute walk to the old bar oh, from there. <laughs> I'm liking that. I'm liking that. So you can just pretty much walk out and and go enjoy the city right from there. Defi- definitely. When I walked out my door, directly across the street from me was the incredible um, Museum of the American Revolution. Highly recommend going there. Ooh. They have an exhibit through end of the year about the black founders of Philadelphia that left me in awe. And then around the corner was the Betsy Ross house. The Liberty Bell was a 10-minute walk. Yeah, it's a really, really central hotel to get around. And if you do have a vehicle on you, they include parking that's around the corner at a gated, secured parking lot. So here again, if you do have a car on you, super easy to just park it over there. The restaurants, the, the bars, everything you need was really central to the Independence Park Hotel. Now I, I was seeing that you you use City Pass. We all love City Pass, and City Pass is cool yeah, because yeah. it makes it so cost effective to go. Like it, it's you know it's like a bundle of tickets, right? So yeah, tell us about yeah. the process of that. I know that they're also um, a member of Iftwa, and they've been on shows, and will be on more too. So um, tell us about actually using it. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's actually how I first learned about City Pass through my membership with Iftwa. And I was able to secure one for my weekend in Philly. And like I said, the American Revolution Museum, that was included. The incredible, especially for art enthusiasts, the Barnes Foundation, that was on it. Had I had more time, there's an aquarium nearby in New Jersey that's a part of it. They really make it easy, especially the Philly um, City Pass that you could do three, four, or five attractions, which I thought's really great depending on the time frame that you're in town. You're not going to be locked in to say if you only have time for three, you can only buy one for a five pass. So that was something I really love how flexible it was. But, yeah, that was really great too. Oh, and I also went to the Academy of Natural Science Museum through Drexel University. Ooh. That was part of the city pass. Yeah, that was really cool to see the – the T-Rex skeletons and get up and close. Yep. Get up close and personal with the dioramas. They have over three dozen. So definitely consider the city pass if you're headed to Philly. That is cool. I, anything with the, you know, now you're talking Nick, Nancy's language. She is into dinosaurs. Big time. Dinosaur hall was Uh, really cool there. You had a, a dinosaur hall. Oh, my. That's what they Uh call it. Yep, yep. And they have fossils. They actually also, too, they had the archaeologists there working with a little placard that you could see they were working on new bones and fossils they've just gotten from Montana. And they were there. Yeah, they were there studying them right in front of me. Nancy's already yelling. She's around the corner with dogs. (laughs) Otherwise, she'd be on the show. She's highly (laughs) jealous. I love, you know, oh. je- jealousy and tourism is not a bad thing because it just means you need to get off your butt and go. And, exactly. Um, that's it. Yep. Yeah. It's, you, you can get jealous, but then you just add it to the list and keep going. Keep going. Yep. You know, um, so lots of history, lots of science museums, uh, art, too. That's the one thing it seems that you got to see some amazing 
art, like from the masters, like Renoir, Cezanne, uh, uh, Matisse, Van Gogh, was it Picasso? Like, dude. Yeah. I know. In Philadelphia, (laughs) I wouldn't, (laughs) I never would have thought when I got, when I noticed on the Philly path, on the city path for Philly, it said Barnes Foundation. I was like, oh, okay, an art museum. I love art. I'll check it out. The way I'm a huge Cezanne fan. So to just be seeing exhibit after exhibit, seeing all this incredible work by him and Picasso, Van Gogh. And then something else that I thought was really interesting. I haven't experienced this before with a museum. They don't have placards next to each paint, next to each work of art. Instead, they have reference books. They have several of them that you pick up from a display and you use that as your guide for each room, which I thought really helped me immerse more in what I was looking at rather than squinting at a little placard figuring out what it was. It really encouraged me to look at the art and then I would be there like, I think that's a Cezanne. Whoever it is, I love it, but I'm going to go grab the book and look now and then match it up. It was all, almost like a fun little scavenger hunt to test my knowledge of artists. You're a geek. You're an art geek now. See, I, I, I love am. that. Very, yeah. very, very much. <laughs> now, I know that you're like Nancy and I. We like really funky places. We like gardens and things like that. And um, so Magic Gardens, I am dying to hear about this because I saw some of your photos and I'm like, I need to go. And that's got art and like yep. it's got a lot of bottles. So when you're done with, you know, Nancy and I used to use our champagne bottles from our old Champagne Sunday show for borders in our garden, right? <laughs> oh, this would be perfect for the mag. The Magic Gardens would love you. <laughs> well, I'm 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 loving them. So tell us about why we all need to go to the Magic Gardens. Just even the name. Yeah. Go. Right. It is in a really urban part of the city. And when my um, driver pulled me up here, it is just bom- you're bombarded with Mexican sculptures, bottles, mosaics. Everything is just as soon as you are at the entrance out front, you are just struck with what the heck am I looking at? It's called the Magic Gardens, and it's a nonprofit art gallery that a gentleman born and raised in Philly started named Isaiah Zagar and his wife. They were the masterminds behind it. And at the time, like I said, it's a very urban part of the city. At the time, it was a little bit down on its luck, needed some love. So they took it upon themselves to start this incredible art project of just everything Isaiah's created over the years. He just started taking kind of like you, Lisa, with the champagne bottles. He just started taking everything and anything that they've collected from their travels. They love going to Mexico. So they have a ton of really unique sculptures and works of art from Mexico. And here again, another type of little scavenger hunt. When the docent told me, make sure to notice as you're looking around at all this, some of it was even Picasso. You just are, yeah, yeah. In between everything he's created and made and what he's collected, some of it could easily be works of art from Picasso and other famous Spanish and Mexican artists. And it's, it's a space made up of two indoor galleries and a bi-level outdoor sculpture garden. The indoor part was great. That's where they have um, temporary exhibits. So I got to see some really cool work that's currently on display 
from Mexican artists inside, but the outside sculpture garden, it's like, it felt like Alice in Wonderland. You really feel like you're just going down a rabbit hole of mm. this really unique, just uh, at times bizarre even. Just he's really made, some of it is beautiful works of art. Some of it looks like he probably scoured it out of the trash. It's just anything goes at the Magic Gardens. I love that. I wonder if they had any work from Diego Rivera. Uh, I know he was mostly a muralist in Jose Orozco from Mexico in there. I wonder. It would not it would not surprise me. Someone who really knows, you said I'm an art geek, but I don't know Mexican and Spanish artists too well. So that would be really cool for someone educated well in that regard to go and do a little scavenger hunt to figure out or recognize. Yeah, well, Frida, Frida Kahlo was uh, married to Diego Rivera. and um, Oh, okay, I, of course. Okay, I love Frida. Yeah, and then, um, so I know you know the Southwest artist Ted DeGrazia from Tucson. And yes, I love him. He like based they Jose Orozco and um, Diego Rivera kind of mentored him a little bit, and they did murals together. And uh, DeGrazia went there. Did they actually sponsored a show uh, for him in Mexico City? So there was this whole, and so that's my way of learning. That's <laughs> I'm going How the other way around. Cool. A but Mexico cool. art is amazing. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! It, yeah, it's um, so colorful and goes to extremes, you know, it, and not, mm -hmm. no fear, you know. And that's, I think even, yes, that's yeah, Picasso right. gets yeah. like that, too. He's that's what like, I was going to say. The vibrancy is what I love. Yes. Cool. Okay. See, and especially if it was raining, go to a place like this, you know, go yep. Go to the color places when it's raining, you know, or go hang out with dinosaurs. Because they're shiny, because they're so sparkly and shiny. And I will say, too, don't be afraid of some rain in Philly, because everything was really quiet. It was a really great time oh. to tour, because getting back to not going to Delaware because of the rain, we did have some pretty heavy rain in Philly, but it just made it more like my own little private tour, because a lot of the spots I visited were a lot more quiet because of the weather. Yeah. So you, it was the same storm. So you went from one, you were, yeah, you were doing it all. I see what, what was going on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We got yeah. the rain too. We were on the east, on the east coast too. And we got that rain and weather as well. And um, it's like, yeah, well, you know, the plants need water. So that's good. You know, so yeah. one thing I did want to really touch on is that you went on a trolley tour and Nancy and I have become big fans of trolley tours because they're just like an entertaining way to learn history and to get your bearings i almost feel like whenever you go to a city the first thing you should do is a trolley tour just to get a view of where you are like if, especially if they go downtown and you know that kind of you just kind of get it your bearings so was was it that way for when you went on the founding footsteps trolley tour it was. I kept thinking, I wish the Big Blend gals were with me for the Founding Footsteps tour. I did not know what to expect going in because originally the plan was for me to do, they also have walking tours. And that was Ooh. the original plan I had with Founding Footsteps. But Alice, because of the rain, they encouraged me to go ahead and take the trolley tour. I was texting with the owner and I was like, sure, sounds cool. I'll be there. So I really went in not knowing at all what I was getting myself into. 
you, I heard tour, so I'm thinking it's probably going to be stiff, a little bit stiff, you know, learn mm-hmm. the history. But this was the funnest trolley tour I have ever been on. They encourage you to bring your own booze. The ladies no next to me had a cooler full of probably tequila, beer. Everyone was drinking, what? having a ball. Yeah, yeah. They encourage you to drink on this tour. And our tour guide, Warren, he should be on Broadway or on TV or something with, with a very big audience because his unstoppable energy was insane. He made incredible jokes. He improvises it for each tour. So, and there was um, an engagement. I, it was kind of like a bachelor, bachelorette-esque tour because a couple had gotten engaged. So he was making jokes there. And you guys will love this because given the history and um, the tour we got of Old City, anytime we heard the name of Ben Franklin, we had to take a drink. And it was Uh-oh. a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know, that's why I want to go to Philly. I have I have a weird like thing about Ben Franklin's history. I'm I'm in like because he was such a diplomat, but he was a naughty boy and yeah, smart, I inventive. Yep. I mean, his history is so he's he is, I think, one of the most colorful characters we have of when we came over and played Colony. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I just. Yeah. And 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 the states, you know, there's he saved our butts in a lot of things over the years. Um, it he, was he really did. cool. Yeah, because, oh, you would be perfect for Warren's tour then because he wasn't afraid to make inappropriate jokes. But also that's what I found so great and fascinating with Warren and this trolley tour that he's able to make so many jokes and poke fun at a lot of the things we're looking at, but still keeping it educational. I mean, who knows? We were all probably three sheets to the wind anyhow, yet he still is able to give us knowledge and really give us a cool, thorough tour of Philadelphia. We started out in Old Town. We all um, bus up at the Betsy Ross house. So we start right in to learning about the founding people and the history there. Then we ended up over at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is most famous for Rocky and the stairs. So we all were able... Yep. So of course he was playing. Warren was playing Eye of the Tiger on the ride over, had us all singing along. We got to run up the stairs. That was something I was really happy about with the trolley tour. They make a lot of 10 minute stops. So you're not just like trying really quick to grab a photo of something from the trolley. You're able to get off and take pictures of a lot of cool landmarks like the Love statue, the Rocky statue, the stairs that Rocky. Yeah, isn't it? And then it was fun, too. We even got a 10-minute Whole Foods break for restroom, a.k.a. if we want to buy more booze, we could do that, too. Oh, my gosh. That's hysterical, a Whole Foods stop, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, seriously. A Whole Foods stop, yeah. And first under the guise of if we need a potty break, but then he's like, we're really all here because he showed us where the alcohol department was. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical. Well, I think most oh, guys have to be fun it. like that. You know, and, and and did you actually do the Rocky Steps? I, my husband's very upset at me because I was on my own. And just, I took a picture on the Rocky Steps, 
but I didn't have anyone close to me like trying to root me like root me on to do it. So no, I didn't do all the steps. I went up a few and got some fun pictures, but no, look, it's a type of thing looking back I should have. So it's a reason to go back to really do all those stairs. I oh, look at yourself digging yourself out of that. How? how <laughs> look at look look at you really built that well. She's a good blogger and a writer. Can you tell? You know, you already had that answer. Like, I already know what I'm going to say, and this is how I'm going to get my excuse out there. And well done. That was perfectly well, crafted. Thank you. We'd all been drinking too, Lisa. So I didn't want to harm myself either. Oh, that's a good, good man. She's going. You got a third one. <laughs> you know, oh, but wait, really you had to good. take the photo. You had to take the photo. Oh, I so. did. I did take the photo on the stairs, and I have the photo of me pumping my arms up at the Rocky statue. Okay, so okay, you're you're um. Excused. I'm redeemed. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was quite brilliant, though. But I don't know if I'd want to run oh, up any kind of steps because the they, fact is, I will. They fall were down. huge. Yeah, yeah, they were huge, especially if you've been drinking. I didn't. They're huge. There's so many of those stairs. But does that make you want to go back and watch the movie again, just to see it, it and does. know where you were? You know, it does. That was something else I wanted to mention. There's so much living in LA. You always think that we're the movie capital of the world. But when I was um, rolling my luggage to my terminal at the airport, they have this really cool movie poster gallery of every movie that's been filmed or had a moment in Philadelphia. It was huge. There was so much filmed over there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you've got to think about Rocky. and Yeah. Wow. We've got to think about it. It was just with all the history. It was just and on and on. Even though. Yeah, even ones I wouldn't have thought. It just went on and on. I was uh, Granted, I was racing a little bit to my terminal. Otherwise, I would have taken a proper video because mm. it was insane how many movies and movie posters mm. were highlighting what's been filmed over there. Wow. Wow. That's cool to know. Like, that's a nice connection, too, you know, to, for you being back in L.A. Um, one thing I want to touch on before you go is um, talk about where you were staying at the Independence Park Hotel. We were talking about okay, it's, it's really cool. The, the, you know, the, the approximate proximity it is to all the attractions and, you know, ease to get around, but what were the rooms like? And, and from what I'm telling, it seemed like Philadelphia is kicking butt in the world of hotels. They are. It's insane. Cause my room was beautiful. I love that it was cozy. Like at first look, it's small, but they were able to fit my cozy bed and a little office um, desk and couch. So for given how intimate the rooms look and the building looks from the outside, it was really ample for me on the inside. And I had you look out your window. I got to see the museum. And at my first thought when I checked in was, oh, this is downtown Philly. Is it going to be loud? It was so quiet. It was really secure in there and did not feel like you're in the middle of a loud city or somewhere that would probably be a little noisy at night. But, yeah, and then the inside, they have a beautiful after the lobby, you can go downstairs to where they have a full breakfast every morning and just a lot of really old vibes in there. They've really kept it up well and made it desirable and somewhere you'd want to stay despite thinking, oh, it's an old building. It might have this problem or that pro issue or mm -hmm. something. But then the other hotels in town, there's 
Six of Philadelphia's hotels made this year's Condé Nast Traveler's Reader's Choice Awards list with a mid-Atlantic category. So Six. they are, like you said, really kicking butt with the good hotels. Over half of them were over at the Rittenhouse Square, a really upscale, kind of think Upper West Side, East Side, New York vibes. So some of them are there, some are right in the middle of the city, but you really can't go wrong any hotel you pick in Philadelphia because they all were, are great. Wow, man. Well, next time we got to stop. <laughs> That's all I've got to yeah. say. You know, I, I feel like we, we should just say that you had big fun in Philly. Really? Yes. It's, yes. It's, how were you? How long were you there for? I was actually only there two full days. I got in no Thursday way. night. Yes. Can you believe that? Thursday night to Sunday morning. Oh my gosh, you did a lot. I I've, I was nonstop. I was really nonstop. And and then when you got on the plane, you're like, all right, that's it. I'm out. Sleeping to L.A. Pretty much. Know? Pretty yeah. much. I had my Bose headphones on. Yeah, I I gelled out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, Mary, I, I want to say I remember, you know, first meeting. We actually got to meet you even through Iftwa and everything in person. Yeah. You know, in Yuma. Um, and um, it's just been super cool, you know, chatting with you over the years. And I was just looking like you started your blog back in 2012. And I remember your blog being, you know, pretty much more LA and Southern California focused. And thinking back now, I think the last time you were on, we were talking about um, Ohio, the treehouse, the Mohican treehouses. Oh, yeah. You know, and you've talked about Washington State. You've done a little bit of LA too, but you really kind of. Flagstaff was the last time I was on with Corey. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah Flagstaff, that's right. Flagstaff. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I have bad timing now. Everything's just like a big whirlwind of travel, which is fun. But I mean, that's pretty amazing how much you've expanded. Cause I remember you going at the beginning going, yeah, I'm hoping to, you know, start expanding out and look how much you really have. You've got to be I feeling know. really cool. 11 I years. Do. Thank you. 11 years. Yeah. Congrats. Yep. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, really, I owe so much of it to IFTWA because, I yeah. mean, I'm I'm on this show because of IFTWA. I got the Philly connection because I was going to be going to Delaware with IFTWA. So, yeah, I can't. Uh, you are, I, you're the same, I know. We're huge supporters of IFTWA. They're great. Yeah, no, they're fantastic. And um, and you're a former board member, too. So you've been, I am. you've been working it. She's been working yeah. it. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's doing it. Everyone, again, I encourage you to follow Mary on her blog. Go to alongcomesmaryblog.com. We always say there's something special about Mary. It's true. Um, <laughs> and from there, connect over to her social media. She's on Twitter, Instagram. Or is it X? Do we say X or Twitter X? Oh, Twitter? yeah, X. I still say Twitter, but it's X, technically. X, X marks <laughs> well, I'm the more spot. Pri- I'm more primarily on Instagram. I have yeah, I X, think, but I, yeah. I love Instagram. It kind of feels like now, you know, it sucks because we, you know, really started most of our social media on X. And it's like, Same. oh, man. And especially in being in journalists, you know, and things like you, media did Twitter more than anything else um, back in the day. And um, now I'm just like, wow, this has kind of changed over a little bit and it's different. But um, we're all still kind of, not all of us, but a lot of us are still there going, all right, is it still happening? And now there's threads. Have you have you done threads yet? 
I do. I'm not too active on it, but I am on there. So if you check out my Instagram, the symbol is there, and I believe it should take anyone interested in following me there right over to Threads. Because yes, I am on there. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know what to do? There's so much of it now. You know, there's Pinterest, there's you know Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, and I know you're on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, and threads, I feel like they should have done a logo, like of someone swinging like Tarzan through the trees. Yes, right. It actually, I feel like when I was looking at it the other day, I must, um, I mistaked X for threads, like something yes. on my phone, looking at a tiny, they looked alike to me, the logos. It's, it's the black and white, how they've done it. And it's, yep. it, me too. Yep. I keep getting confused and I, you see, come on people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> let us let us be. But um anyway, that's that's a whole other conversation and topic, but it's always good to have you on the show and hear your adventures and Philly sounds absolutely fantastic. So everyone, the website for Philly too is uh visit Philly dot com. So check them out there. And of course Iftwa, keep up with them at IFW twa.org everyone's just come back off of their annual conference at sea i mean they went they went on a princess cruise the discovery um it's pretty amazing that was fantastic right yeah nice cruise for the conference this year last year it was in florida they've done it in santa fe Whidbey island in washington state so um really cool that they're doing these annual conferences uh, but also keep up with us at bigblendradio.com we're on air every single day sometimes a little bit more than daily. And uh, we always appreciate our listeners. So thank you. Thanks, Mary. You take care and, and happy travels for your next destination. Thank you. You guys too. And I'll talk to you next year about Delaware. <laughs> awesome.